Welcome to the number one wrestling podcast in the world. Uh, we're your hosts, Eric and Elvis. Of course, we're brothers. Um, yeah. A longtime wrestling fan. Super excited for this freaking episode. This is a bonus yeah. episode for you guys. We are not Eric and Elvis today, though. We are, we are Roderick Strong. Next Strong, Roderick Strong. 2014 Bray Wyatt. Adam! Rest in peace. But yeah. Adam! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, but... um. This neck brace is really annoying. I gotta like turn. It's a real neck brace. Yeah, I gotta like turn. He came in, t- in order to like talk and stuff. It's really funny, but <laughs> it looked like a freaking robot. But, you got um, the glasses and everything. Yeah, and I had to let my hair grow out a little bit on yeah. the sides. I usually get my hair cut by then. But I kind of went. I try to go all out, even with the hand wrap. I bought a real lantern. It's a legend right there. Follow the buzzards. Yeah, you can turn that off. There you go. <laughs> I was gonna blow. I was gonna blow, but whatever. It's fine. It's whatever. It wasn't in our budget. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's, let's, uh, yeah, this episode is a little bonus episode for you guys. We're going to be talking about a blue light? the uh, top 10. Yeah, let's go ahead and try this blue, actually. Boom. There we go. Actually, no, let's turn it red. Halloween. Halloween's orange. Blood. Oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <There you> go. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this is the top 10 scariest wrestlers in WWE history. Just uh, our opinion, some of them even weren't even good wrestlers. It was just the character was scary. Yeah, everything. yeah. Or some of them were that personally scary. Yeah, yeah. And we're not talking about like scary, like, oh my God, terrifying. Oh, no, yeah. It's like, just it's the character The itself. character gimmick, it's uh, stuff like that. You don't understand if you're a wrestling Yeah, fan. you understand if you're a wrestling fan. That's we're not scared of any of these. Yeah. I'm kind of in one of them. <laughs> one of them I'm scared yeah, yeah. of. Um, but... Yeah, uh, this is a little bonus episode for you guys for a little Halloween special. Um, of course, we just wanted to bring this yeah. out. Uh, like we said, we're going to give out two episodes every other week. Yeah. Uh, just to, you know, throw a little extra content out there because what the heck not. Yep. Um, but yeah, top ten scariest wrestlers. We don't have our we don't have separate lists. We kind of agreed on our list, so we decided just to make one yeah. ten top ten list. We'll go back and forth. Exactly. Give a little thoughts on them. We're not going to go like full breakdowns on all of them. Obviously, we just want to give out our takes yeah. and it's just a little. Nice little fun Halloween. Yeah, a little, little fun Halloween thing where we could just chill, relax, and, you know, just have a good time. Talk our crap, basically. Yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, let's uh, get into this. Yeah, dude, the top 10 scariest wrestlers in WWE history. You can start off with number 10. Go for All it. All right, so number 10, we got um, Papa Shango. Papa Shango. Papa Shango. <laughs> Shango. I don't even know how to Shango. pronounce it. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, I know that. he's uh, basically played. Um, so, if you know, the OGs know the Godfather. Godfather, yeah. But this was before the Godfather. Papa Shango was played by the same character. Um, he debuted on February 8th, 1992 on WF Superstars. A very freaky voodoo character that would cast spells on his opponents. Yeah, he had like, Causing them to cane. like vomit on the spot. He had a cane, a necklace with like a skull and... Yeah, like a, a little whole, smoke and stuff. Like smoke and like, painted like a skull. Types. Yeah, he was a very freaky voodoo type character with face paint. It was... So I don't want to face him. He would just make you vomit on the spot. Oh, Heck no. no. Yeah, but so, um, um, pretty yeah. spooky, pretty creepy character. But yeah, as you said, he wasn't really booked well. <laughs> yeah. So um, he was a very short-lived character. It was when he left it a, like a, a year and a half. And then they yeah. cut the character. Which it turned out for the best. It turned the, the Godfather character came yeah, out. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Now he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he had the potential to be a very terrifying character. It's just they kind of booked him terrifically. They, they cut it short. Yeah, but well, if you know just the just the character itself, it had to be making on the list. He was a very freaky dude. Yeah, well, he was also like kind of put in there during like the whole gimmicky era of like WWE. Yeah. 
or like they were like gimmicky based yeah. but yeah. who remembers the Shockmaster? Shockmaster, <laughs> repo man <laughs> the garbage man yeah they had a lot of stupid yeah, little gimmicks but that had the potential to actually be a really good it had a potential but they it's didn't just, book it right yeah. yeah i know what you mean and they cut it short but yeah it's just said that's it yeah, they, that's basically it. But like you said, it came out for the for the good yeah. thing. But if you see the video of his. They have the video of his debut on um YouTube. Yeah, the crowd looks like shook. They're like, "What the heck?" Is yeah, this they're guy? like, "What the heck is this guy?" It could have been something really cool. Like yeah. honestly, I, I you got like McMahon on commentary where he was actually a good commentator. But it was he yeah. played it well. It was it was a uh, it was like pretty freaky. Yeah, pretty freaky. The pretty music freaky is everything. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you haven't watched that, go ahead and watch. Yeah, like, it's pretty when, it's pretty quick. It's like a little three. Yeah, just video. watch his debut at least. Like it was pretty cool. Pretty freaky guy. Um, but making people vomit. Oh, yeah. Just imagine, just like you're just trying to just have a match with a guy, and the dude's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna make you throw up." Like, bro, what? Like, <laughs> doing a bunch of crazy little spells and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, that yeah. was number ten. That was number ten. Uh, number nine uh, for us was gonna be Demon Finn Balor. Uh, Demon Finn Balor, of course, is his alter ego, in which he um, yep. goes into his bag to basically be like, "Hey, I'm not losing this match. I'm gonna pull out the uh, the unstoppable Demon Finn." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he basically it was obviously Finn Balor uh, dresses up in his little freaking face paint, his little like body paint uh, to and look that like crawling a crawling out in that creepy music, looking like a little demon. Yeah, with a little creepy. I like that music; it's fire. Though. Yeah, it goes perfect with the character. So it's not like scary, but the actual character itself, the the demon part of Finn, is very very good. Yeah, like I think um, so. His the NXT like it. He debuted in NXT in December of 2014. NXT of TakeOver. Anybody yep. who knew him before that knew in New yeah. Japan that he would also face paint himself as well for his alter yeah. ego. But he did like a bunch of like different face yeah. paints there, like even but like over, Spider-Man type stuff. And but Man over here was, was uh, cool. the Demon NXT TakeOver in 2014. Yeah. And he's had like a lot of um, iterations of like how it would look. He would change up the face paint. Yeah, a little bit. Um, basically year. terrifying his things like, you know, he damage doesn't do anything to him. He would nonstop destroy you, get yeah. up really creepy. Like obviously, like you know, sticking out his tongue and all that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think like the best like iteration of him was when he did like the Jack the Reaper demon uh, when they were in NXT and like in the UK. That was fire because he came out with like the top hat. Yeah, it was really really cool. I don't know. That's I, like, why that's why the character's Lewis. Yeah, he's just freaking. Cool and then, to watch. let alone former NXT champion, he won the title as. And then um, yeah. It was cool. And he debuted in WWE on the main roster, SummerSlam 2016, The Demon, obviously from Battles. Right? Yeah, yeah. The Demon debuted SummerSlam 2016, where he beat Seth Rollins to win the inaugural Universal Championship. Which lasted a day because he ended up messing up his shoulder. Broke his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, whatever. he popped it back in place, like, I think he said two or three yeah, times we were, during that match. During the, really we good. saw him one time when he was against the barricade. Yeah. You saw him pull it back in. He said, he's, I remember in an interview, he said he did it like at, at least three times. He yeah. had to pop it back in place. So that's and that was a great match. That showed how good the demon character was. Yeah, it that was a match. Good, good, good match. But, great um, debut match. And, and then they ruined him because he ended up losing because yeah. his music started hitting when he was facing Roman Reigns as a demon. And then when it shut off, he just fell off the ropes and it was freaking stupid. And he ended up losing. Yeah. yeah I remember that. That was awful. That was a terrible way to book it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but hopefully, you know. Obviously, he's in the Judgment Day now, having a lot of success there. Yeah. Undisputed Tag Team Champion. I think it'd be cool. But once he gets back to singles, I'm pretty sure he'll bring it back. No, but imagine... Can't just throw away that. Imagine like a Judgment Day version of it where he comes oh, out... Oh, it's like, like purple. Some, yeah, purple demon. That'd be cool. With purple lights and he's still... Cro- oh, that'd be... A, that's sick. Right that's there. cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yo, they should book, book, that. Book, book, that. That. Mania, book that. Book that. Mania, book that. Yeah, if he has a singles version, it's still part of the Judgment Day. Yeah, that'd be fire. Demon... Yeah, hell yeah, that's actually yeah, that'd be cool. Um, 
Yeah, and he has like like wings on the back and stuff. Yeah, that's freaking fire. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's demon. So that character is not dead. That, no, that's that an easy way to revive it, right? To yeah, the top cu- again. Cu- currently it's it's dead, and he hasn't used it in a while. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he said like he has. He has what was no the last time he used it? Like against something? It was against Roman oh, Reigns. Roman, yeah, right. when he lost in that terrible freaking way, which like pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, I remember that though. Yeah, that, that was a terrible way to book it. But um, yeah, I, me- I remember he did say he has no plans of bringing it back. But hopefully, he does bring it back because the judgment. Day. It did scare the crap out of his opponents. His parents, his opponents, would like hear the music, like the heart thumping and stuff, and be like, "What the heck?" That is was this? perfect. The perfect intro. The heart, the heartbeat. Yeah, and everything. Doom, 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 doom. It's just, yeah. know, it was just really cool. Um, but yeah, that was number nine on our list for our scariest characters. Yeah. Uh, go All ahead. right. So number eight is a group. This Brood. this is fire. I love the music. The Brood. The Brood. Freaking Brood. Freaking These, amazing. First of all, obviously, the group consisted of Edge, Christian, and their leader, Gangrel. And the group have officially formed on Raw of October 26, 1998, where they won their first match together on October 1st against the Oddities. But obviously, everybody knows that they were basically portrayed a group of, like, vampires. Yeah. So it was a group of vampires, and they would like basically come up from the freaking bottom yeah. of the of the um, yeah they rise from the top in a yeah. circle ring of fire yeah with like that blood, creepy music a cup of blood the red yeah. lights yeah Gangro when they get to the ring Gangro would drink and then spit his that blood in the air yeah which was like real blood this is like the coolest. I don't know if you ever seen Gangrel's debut it was just by himself but it was with the same music yeah he, yeah his care um the dude he was facing was like freaked out and scared because <laughs> he saw the blood on it it's just funny I seen the video it's yeah like, it's really funny. But it's like it's literally possibly the coolest freaking entrance in yeah. ever. Like it's crazy. Like whenever the heck they like they bring those special appearances. Like obviously Edge brought it out a couple of times when he was in WWE. Yeah. Um, like recently where he would bring out and he would come out. Gangrel gave allowed him gave him like a gave him permission. Yeah, gave him permission to use it because Gangrel's theme. These um copyright he has his music. Yeah, that's his stuff. Um, obviously the blood and but, the fire and all that stuff. So the group um it was it was also short lived, but they were also very successful. They split on July eleventh, nineteen ninety, where Gangrel turned on Edge. But the reason they're still on the list, obviously they were so scary. But they, um, the little that group helped jumpstart the careers of two future Hall of Famers and Edge and Christian. Yeah. So it, obviously, like they're obviously going to be on the like, list. I feel like, yeah, they have to be on the list. Yeah, but they still like freak people out. I'm pretty sure it wasn't like the Hardy Boys, apparently, like part of a uh, part of like the Brood at one point. Like when Edge and Christian were not there, obviously, I'm pretty sure they were in there for like a little bit. That was so long ago. I don't even remember. I'm pretty sure they were in there for just like a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. But um. Yeah, the brood was just freaking terrifying. The, the, yeah, whole the blood, music, I, I love the music. Goes along with fire. the ring of fire entrance. It's so cool. Yeah, I don't know why, but it kind of like whenever the heck I see like the the brood, I just think of like Blade. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. Why. It's just it's really. But it was with cool. that blood, that freaking mug of blood that he would just like laugh afterwards. Yeah, yeah. and he had fangs. He actually, had, he actually, um, like yeah, like a surgery to like cut his teeth and have fangs now. Yeah, your boy was coming. So that's it. It was as <laughs> Christian had it was. Your boy was committed to that yeah. to that role, and he played it extremely well. That was because throughout his whole career, even in the indies, like he went to Indies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's still the same character. Uh, yeah, that was number eight. Yeah, number seven. Uh, so number seven. Let's just get into it now. Uh, number seven is the Boogeyman. Um, if you don't know who the heck the Boogeyman is, you did not watch 2000 wrestling. You didn't play SmackDown versus Raw. Oh, 2005, <laughs> 2006, 2007. Yeah, 2008. Keep going. Uh, but yeah, the Boogeyman. Of course, um, it was months before he debuted. Was like months of scary video promos, yep. which led to his actual WWE debut on October fourteenth of two thousand and five. Um, he used to scare the crap out of both of us as a kid. <laughs> Yo, because I was only five years old when he debuted. 
But that's you know we've been watching us so young. Yeah, no, he, he terrified terrified the crap out of me. Like the dude would just come out doing like his little voodoo shakes. He had like a little smoke, like Papa Sung with that damn shake. But he had yeah. he had a smoke thing too. His face paint kind of reminded me of like uh, Darth Maul. <laughs> it was just yeah, like red, yeah. red, black, and just fire and gold. Yeah, with that scary music and then that freaking huge clock. Yeah, glass like, alarm clock type thing. Smacking on his head. slamming on his head and a bunch. It was like a like a bomb, like a fire. Yeah, like it firework. Was, his was fire with. All the red smoke and everything. Yeah, he's just crawling to the ring. The reason why his opponents were scared of him so much was because this guy used to freaking take worms, eat them, and then spit them into the mouth oh, of like his yeah. opponents. And that honestly, if you agree to that, like you are, you are day you one are a with this guy. Sickle. <laughs> no, but you gotta pay me a lot of money. <laughs> they must have got paid a lot of money for that. Yeah, he would like freak out everybody. I remember like he had like a whole thing where he was freaking out like Booker T, and Booker T was like terrified Thanks. of well, him. That's why, like, like some some of his biggest feuds were like his first big feud was JBL, mm-hmm. but then Booker T was the big one where his his biggest win also was beating Booker T and Queen Charmaine. It was a handicap match at WrestleMania 22, and then throwing words. But on it let, it was months before of them. It was always funny in though, the because... back scaring them. He was he would scare other. He would scare all different types of wrestlers. Remember, they would just find them in the back, like behind the door. Or something. It was yeah, like it was terrifying. Yeah, but I I remember because like I, like the, the months building up to like that match, like Queen Charmaine would be in the ring. And Booker Two would be in a ring. Booker uh, Boogie Man would come out of nowhere. And Booker yeah. Two would just leave Queen yeah. Charnel and just like run yeah. away. Well, like they're really in that funny. WrestleMania 22 match. I thought he won. He put worms in her mouth. Oh, yeah, was gross. But um, well, they he had a pretty successful year. Then um, he had a then he had a two year stint on WWE's version of ECW, which was terrible. Which was terrible. That was a terrible. Then he was released ECW. for his contract. I, I believe like around 2009. Yeah. Quick little fact 10. about about the Boogie Man. He made a quick little return Royal Rumble. Couple years later, but yeah. yeah, like he make he makes like like special like yeah. legend appearances every yeah. now and then. But quick little fact about him: he actually lied about his age in order to get onto Tough Enough, because um, I think there was like an age limit, and he was forty years old at the time, and he lied and said he was thirty. So when <laughs> it was so slow, and he was also like so he looked so young, like, yeah, the boy yeah. looked so young, so like he just passed off as a thirty year old when he was actually forty. Uh, kind of like um, what the hell is that UFC fighter? Well, he's not in USA anymore, but he's in um, uh, Yoel Romero. Romero, he's Yo. he's like forty-seven, and this dude looks like a Jack superhuman. He looks like he's, he's like in 30. Bellator. Yeah, crazy. Fighter. Just fought for the title. Unfortunately, he lost, but it was a good match. Yeah, great match. He's forty-seven. Boy, the beast. They say he was like, he's on some Cuban supplements because <laughs> he didn't start fighting until like he was almost forty. Maybe the boogeyman was. He on was that. a wrestler. He looked super yeah. freaking young. <laughs> he was on the Cuban supplements. Those, those worms, those worms make you look young. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was disgusting. I remember watching him as a kid. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I guess from there we can go ahead and move on to the uh, number six. Okay, so, so number six. Number six. So Sting. Sting. A lot of people are like, oh, maybe he's too high. This is uh, like it wasn't like scary, scary. This is, but he's still got to be on the list. It was creepy I, though. But he's obviously probably the one of the best wrestlers on the whole entire list. Oh, for sure. He's way better than freaking Boogie and all these other guys. He's a legend, <laughs> Hall of Famer. But um, yeah. So basically, yeah, Sting. He made his uh, WCW debut at Starcade 1987 as a without this is before he had like the Crow Sting as a top babyface where he had legendary matches with Ric Flair and many others. But the Crows thing, which is what he's known was for, was probably like in the list, what he's actually known for. Yeah. Debuted in October 1996. The idea was like actually pitched by Kevin Nash. Yeah, he gets as a lot it was like, for it. Yeah, as he was like basically um part of a storyline, I guess. But it was also like time for Sting to change up his persona to extend 
his success, yeah. which obviously turned into a freaking absolute legend Hall of Famer. Well, I, I can talk about like the whole storyline of why he changed. So, yeah. so basically Sting, um, obviously was Surfer Sting prior to this. Um, and then um, NWO came out and was like basically terrorizing WCW. Yeah. Um, so as he said, his look is pulled directly from the movie The Crow, which was Brandon Lee's character, RIP. Yeah. Um, of course, he ended up dying on that set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Um, but yeah, Sting became this character in response to WCW being invaded by the NWO. Um, it was a War Games match. Uh, well, there was a bunch of like lead up to this prior, uh, prior to this War Games match, which was um, like NWO creating a fake Sting to like attack Lex Luger and Lex Luger and a bunch of WCW stars thinking it was actually Sting, even though he was telling them it's not true. And like they kind of like kicked him out, basically. Um, it led to a uh, War Games match at... Uh, sorry, WCW Fall Brawl, where Sting appeared as the last member of Team WCW and beat the living crap out of w, um, NWO and Fake Sting. Um, but <laughs> he did, like he literally beat the crap out of all of them. But then he left the ring. He basically told Lex Luger, like, do you believe me now? And then he left. Uh, the next night, uh, he came out saying, like, you know, he felt disrespected. Nobody freaking believed him. And he's tired of, like, doing all, like, doing everything for them. So he, he, he said that, oh, you're not going to see me for a while. Um, and I'm going to come when you least expect it. A month later, the dude appears with the freaking mask, uh, with the freaking the crow face paint, um, and looking completely badass, like dripped down in all black with freaking uh, yeah, brain coat and all that stuff. And um, he would hang out on the rafters of the arena. Yeah. So right. he did, like dude didn't speak a single word for over a year during this whole stare down. Um, and basically, he was just people were like questioning his loyalty to either NWO or WCW because he would basically interfere in like the WCW matches to see if they were going to attack him, basically testing their loyalty without actually saying anything. Yep. Um, of course, at one point people thought that he joined NWO, uh, but eventually he, um, he ended up attacking uh, NWO, like beating the crap out of all of them with a bat with like crazy, you know, freaking loud, loud, loud yeah, cheers and stuff. Yeah, that was when WCW um, was on top. Yeah. Like he, he, he's like one of the huge reasons why WCW was on top for all those years. Um, and obviously once he, well, he was a major part of WCW during the Monday night wars winning. And he was also winning multiple world championships. Exactly. Um, but yeah, he ended up starting on that years long rivalry with WCW, um, where he would trade. Well, WCW. Oh yeah. yeah, Sorry. NWO. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, he would basically trade titles with like Hollywood Hulk Hogan, have fire matches against like Diamond Dallas Page and Kevin Nash and, you know, obviously everybody um, on there. Yeah. Basically all of them, basically. Fire, fire gimmick though, where he yeah. was just like the, the terrifying part about him is dude didn't say a single freaking word. He would just yeah, be up in the freaking rafters, like just staring standing down, down at everybody, like with the creepy face paint, just staring down, not saying a single word. Like obviously people are gonna be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah. So obviously in 2001, after WCW, they were bought by um WWE. He decided not to go there. Mm-hmm. He went to TN. Well, he went to in other. Pro- he went to like Indies and Japan, all this stuff. But they all, but most importantly, TNA, where he actually won the TNA World Heavyweight Championship four times, and he was inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2012. Fire. And then, obviously, in 2014, we have that crazy, finally, he makes his WWE debut. Yeah, and I really wanted him to face The Undertaker. Yeah, quickly feuding with Triple H, though. Remember, I was at Survivor Series when he yeah. made his debut. Lost, but he still had a pretty successful little short WWE career mm. where he was also inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2016, where he announced his retirement. Yeah. Retirement lasts in a few years, but... Then he made his AEW debut in twenty twenty one Revolution, where he's been having some banger matches. Yeah. He, your boy's like doing like stuff that he, that he yeah. hasn't been doing in a long time. Sixty years old, he freaking jumped off a ladder. I remember it was a few months ago. He jumped off a ladder onto, chairs, on the outside, onto, the onto the table outside the yeah. ring. 
jumping but, yeah. off the rafters. Like, Obviously, as we know now, he announced he'll retire at uh, Revolution 2024. Absolute freaking Hall of Fame career yeah. in all different promotions and everything. Um, but yeah, just looking back at like of like his like originally what the heck the Crow character, the Crow Sting character was for is obviously yeah. to defend like the honor of like WCW against the NWO and all the changes that were occurring. Freaking fire gimmick. I don't know. It's like one of the best, best changes. of all time still going to this day. Yeah. Still one of the greatest. That started in 1996. Yeah. It's... Well, he's started in 87 as the regular. Yeah. Thing, but 1996 to now. No, that was like the, one of the greatest changes, like gimmick changes ever yeah. in history. Top baby face, like colorful. He had a little colorful paint. Mm. He just turned to this like dark, yeah. quiet, he went in creepy yeah. character. Dark, dark, creepy character. Then he went to uh, NWO Wolfpack. Uh, when they when NWO were feuding against each other, yeah. Uh, then he went back to like the regular staying, went heel for a little bit, but nobody freaking cared about his heel. Nobody yeah. nobody bought it. It was kind of like when um Stone Cold Steve Austin turned heel, and like everybody was still cheering, like they didn't yeah. really care. Yeah. That's what they did with him because he was so over. Um, but yeah, legendary career, legendary guy. Apparently, one of the nicest guys ever, according to like a lot of sources, a lot of uh, ex wrestlers who yep. actually uh, worked in the same locker room as him. Uh, but yeah, that was number six, Sting. Maybe she should. Maybe he should have been tall, uh, higher on the list. I don't know, just because of all. But yeah, the it's because also we also what else we got on the list too. That's why. Yeah, that's true. Uh, number five is a little bit of a curveball because it's getting. This is the curveball. This one where Sting could have probably went to five two. But... Yeah, but th- this dude was like just scary, just in real life. Like this boy, you know, cycle, cycle, but <laughs> legend though. Guy's great. Yeah, um, legend. But, yeah. Uh, number five is just because he's he's just scary in real life. New Jack. <laughs> you guys don't know who that is. Yeah, if you guys don't know who the heck this hardcore legend is, you guys definitely should look into him. I'm pretty sure there's a Dark Side of the Ring episode on him, yeah. no? Yeah. All right, watch that. It explains why he's on his list. It's he's just, just uh, he's different. Well, he was different. He passed away in 2021, so yeah, RIP. RIP to him. Yeah, like, okay, so, like, well, the stuff we're going to be saying is, like, some of, like, the, like, obviously bad stuff that he's known for, but... According to like a lot of wrestlers who worked with him, apparently he was one of the nicest guys ever. And if you were on his good side, he was he was one of the safest wrestlers in the ring. If you were on his bad side, if you were on his bad side, you were then, freaking screwed. You had the fucking crazy yeah, psycho New Jack. Life threatening injuries if you were on his bad side. And that's why he's in part of the scariest characters because he was yeah. just a psycho. So again, he was one of the most hardcore wrestlers of all time. Uh, he was a psycho in and out of the ring, even going to prison multiple times. Before that was before his wrestling. Yeah, he was in and out of prison for different things. Um, his most successful run was in ECW from nineteen ninety five to two thousand one. He was like involved with like a bunch of tag teams and stuff like that. Feuded with hardcore legends. I think also. like the tag teams were like the gangsters or something. Yeah, like that. the gangsters. Yeah, yeah. He, but he feuded with like um a bunch of legends, Dudley Boys, um Mike Awesome. Mike if you awesome. Mike Awesome, is he passed away? I think so. I believe passed away. Yeah, yeah. Mike, that's that's he a has throwback. Some fire, he has some five Back right there, Mike. Awesome, uh, but yeah, after UCW, he wrestled in indie promotions. Most notable was XPW for Ex- 11 years. Extreme Pro Wrestling, yeah. that's what they're called. If you ever seen that, if you ever seen uh, like a freaking death match, that was probably XPW. But this is a story <laughs> like I wanted to tell on here. Like, go for it. So, he first of all, he was feuding with this dude, Vic Grimes. They had like this, they were like on a scaffold 40 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to do this thing where they both jump off or they throw each other. But the dude apparently was like afraid. Mm-hmm. So New Jack had to throw him off. Forced him off. Yeah, yeah. Forced him off, but he dragged him with him. And he felt he he was a big dude. He landed on top of New Jack, which mm-hmm. is 40 feet down, which cracked New Jack's skull. And he was in the hospital and out for like more than a year. Yeah. It was and apparently serious. the real story, he said this on um, Vice on the mm-hmm. dark side of the ring. Like the dude never even like called him or like. To apologize yeah. or even look for him, which is kind of messed up. It is kind of messed up if it's true. So let's they they continued the rivalry about a year or something later. 
and they had another match just like that. But there was like mad table stacked up, like 13 or 12 yeah. of them. And they were 40 feet in the air. This dude, New Jack, had a real taser. This wasn't in the script. He tased the dude with the tool selling. Okay, stop. <laughs> he was really yelling, like, stop. Yeah. And he was just tasing him. And, said, like, and he was like, you die, motherfucker. <laughs> like, that's what you fucking get. And then he's tossed him off after he tased him on purpose. He was trying to throw him 40 feet, like, to miss the ring and kill him, basically. Yeah. He even said it. He admitted it. And he basically almost did. He only landed he almost on two him, yeah. tables. Almost and near the end of the ring. You've probably like, seen this video before because it's been it's circled around media many, many times. But you you have to watch that video. It's freaking insane. Like the dude almost died. Um, of course, another situation that he yeah. had was um, where he basically stabbed a wrestler in the middle of a freaking match. Uh, he stabbed William Jason Lane after he was hit with a stiff shot, basically. Uh, so apparently um, the, the his opponent, Jason um, William... Jason Lane was basically hitting him with a bunch of stiff shots, and New Jack did not like that at all. <laughs> so he freaking stabbed him. So he pulled him. out like a freaking, like a makeshift shank, basically, and stabbed him nine times and, like, started stomping on the guy. Like, and apparently, like, a lot of people had to get involved to get him off of him. Um, yeah, so he stabbed Lane in the back and the neck several times. Uh, Lane fell to the nap, rode out the ring, but New Jack just kept going after him and started stomping on this dude. Um, of course, New Jack was arrested for this, uh, but the dude didn't even, didn't even, like, press charges. Apparently, like the guy started like training with it with New Jack afterwards. Like, he was just like, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why the dude was freaking, it was crazy. But this is too, <laughs> if you see New Jack, like, obviously before he died, but this dude has mad razor scars all over his forehead. Yeah, he from does. Cutting, blading and everything. Yeah, like, if you, you, you would notice. But the, this dude is tasing people, throwing them off fucking 40 feet little scaffolds. Stabbing dudes. Stabbing dudes. Yeah. This is why he's on the list. He's literally real life a scary fucking, yeah, scary. Psycho dude. motherfucker. <laughs> But he's still a hardcore legend. Yeah, so R.I.P. to a real him. one. <laughs> yeah, real. He's come on. I forgot what song. It's like a famous hip hop song. Oh, the 90s. He had a fire theme. I can't remember, but he. It was. It was good. It was a good match. That was freaking good crazy. Sorry. It was a good, 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 like good little time with New Jack. But um, yeah, we can move on to number four. Yeah, on our list. Um, yeah, go for it. All right. So number four is a. It's a guy who, multiple gimmicks. <laughs> They're yeah. all good, but um, so mankind. Mankind. So by the time, let's say, um, he already had, he was a hardcore legend with successful careers in WCW and ECW as Cactus Jack before he even made his WF, WWF debut as Mankind on April first, nineteen ninety six. I seen the debut match. This dude came out pulling his hair with the creepy music. Yeah, like legit pulling out his Big hair. Man was on commentary with um, with um Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah. Jerry the King Lawler was like um. Ton of, uh, he made like a funny joke about him winning an ugly contest or something. <laughs> He was ripping out his hair and like going crazy, but that's how that's made the character. Yeah, he was also he was like a basically mentally deranged dude who hung out in the boiler rooms of the arenas. Yeah, he was like deranged, like schizophrenic. Yeah, um, and but the boiler room match was created by him. Remember, they had a couple of them. Big yeah. Show, he fought Big Show, a bunch well, of people. Like the, like the the whole thing with like his mask was basically he would cover his face because he thought that he was ugly and disfigured, uh, and he would just talk about like his like a lot of his promos were basically talking uh, like against humanity. Yeah. Um, and I, as he said, he fought like a very hardcore style, yeah. uh, like the boiler match, which he started, like you said. Um, yeah, it was really freaking I don't know scary seen, gimmick at first. I don't know if you see, this was hyping up the match with The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that one, this one promo he did? It's like eight minutes long. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It had creepy music in the background, and he's just, it was one of the creepiest promos I ever It was um, J- Jim Ross interviewing him. Oh, ring. yeah, where he was talking about being bullied and stuff being like that? Bullied, yeah. and even how it's like, his kids don't want to see him. Yeah. It was like a 
crazy promo. He ended up giving uh, ripping his hair out. Yeah, it was a it was a really good. It promo, was a though. very though his promos were fire. Yeah, but they were like terrifying at yeah, that time. But look, you got to look. I, I don't even remember what event, but it was hyping up the Undertaker match. Yeah, because he was feuding with. It Undertaker. was like an eight, seven, eight minute promo in the ring, but it was creepy. Yeah, and then he ended up doing uh, giving a uh, uh, Jim Ross a mandible claw afterwards too. Oh, was <laughs> yeah. that, that was that one yeah, too. It was, yeah, it was same. Well, same yeah, one. mandible claw. That was that's the finisher he had. Yeah, it was really his most notable feud. Obviously, the Undertaker and one of the craziest Hell in a Cell matches of all time. Yeah. Obviously, we all seen the video of him getting thrown off the cell, then getting thrown through the cell, him refusing to leave on the stretcher. Yeah, dude. Just the auto, the tooth stuck Foley's in his a, a and he badass. was smiling. Yeah, dude was just smiling the whole time. One of the toughest freaking. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but basically, on the planet. Yeah, but basically, mankind was like so freaking scary that they kind of wanted him to change up his gimmick. So that's why he started uh doing his like night, like he started like switching have, his split personalities nice between like. Dude, love and actually yeah. Cactus Jack. But have a nice day. He would wear the shirt with the mankind still, yeah, still yeah. the mask and sockle. But he had like a regular dress shirt and tie. He was still mankind. Yeah, he was still mankind, but he was more of like but a funny gimmick at that. Point. As that mankind though, he had a during the Monday Night Wars, he he beat the Rock on January fourth, nineteen ninety nine, to become the WWF champion. It was on a regular show too. Yeah, and, it, and he also gave us one of the best freaking promos ever, which was um. It's your day with with the with the rock where he was saying it was yeah, his birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And bringing out all the gifts. That shit was, it was hilarious. Like a, it was like this a, was like later on when he was already like yeah. as like a baby face. But, but still, like the early early mankind was freaking creepy. It was, it was creepy. Yeah, his but, promos and him ripping his hair out. Just, yeah. just try to find that Undertaker promo on YouTube. It was freaking creepy. Oh yeah, the one with Jim Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was good. Great. Um, really creepy and really disturbing. So you definitely gotta listen to that. Uh, but yeah, I remember watching that freaking that thing where he had the it's, Rock's it's, birthday celebration. I think that you can see that on YouTube also. That it's like forty hilarious. minutes. Like they went over. Like, he brought his freaking like what, like his high school sweetheart. Or something. The funniest <laughs> thing was it was all improvised. Apparently, like so funny. Like that's hilarious. I mean, it just looks like it. The Rock looked like he was so confused. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Rock he, obviously is so good at improvising. He's so good on the mic. He was freaking funny as hell too. Yeah, and then at the end, he was like, "It's not my birthday, dumbass." <laughs> he's like, "The Rock's <laughs> birthday is like." Remember 25th, you stupid son of a bitch. That's what he said. I, I don't know if that was the right date, but that's what he so said. Freaking funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the longest celebration at the end. He wasted tone. Oh, God. You got to watch that if you haven't watched it. It's great. Um, but yeah, that was number four on our list. Uh, we can get into our top three. Okay, let's go ahead and get into the top three scariest wrestlers in WWE history. Of course, opinions, according to yep, us. Yep. Um, yeah, number three on our list is going to be the big red monster, Kane. Uh, Kane was freaking um, very terrifying to me as a child. Seven foot. Giant. I legit remember going to an event and Kane came out, fire, like being raised, and I literally started crying. Like I was a child. Was, yeah, you was like, you was not young. Was I was two. really young. I was probably like, what, four. I wasn't there. I was only a baby. Yeah, I was probably like four. Like I remember, I remember my dad taking me to, to this event and. King came out because it was just out of nowhere. Like I, I legit remember. Well, like, his entrance was out of nowhere. It was like explosion, explosion of fire, and <laughs> walking out. And I was like, "Oh, what?" And I got scared and freaking yeah, obviously, um, started crying. So yeah, that, that's a little background story of me and Kane. That's why he's in my top three. Uh, dude's freaking ter- <laughs> dude terrified me as a child. But anyways, uh, the Big Red Monster debuted in 1997, where he was uh, when he interrupted the Hell uh, Hell in a Cell match between Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker. Uh, he broke the door off the hinges and attacked his uh, and storyline half brother, uh, Undertaker, which quickly started a feud between uh, the two, which led to 
Undertaker beating him at WrestleMania 14. They also had a separate feud years later. I remember that they've had when Undertaker, feuds. apparently he was dead and he returned. Yeah. Yeah, another WrestleMania match, but... Of course, he, he debuted with Paul Bearer. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, he came with side, Paul Bearer. Uh, and with the, yeah, it was fire. Um, of course, this just elevated him directly to the freaking wow. top of the card. Uh, of course, with the, he had the like the mask, which was really creepy to me as a, as a kid. Yeah. Uh, of course, all the fire, them them saying that he was from hell. Well, he had a successful <laughs> 24 years in WWE from 1997 to 2021. He won multiple world titles. Remember, he won ECW World Championship. Yeah. Then he beat Chavo Guerrero at WrestleMania. In like, in like seven seconds. It was like seven. He chokeslammed them and pinned them. That I was hilarious. That. It was really funny. His best years were from like 90, 1997 to 2004, where he was a psychotic mass monster destroying everybody. Yeah. Even when he first unmasked, like the first year or two, he was still a scary because yeah. they had great storylines. I remember. I, I still wish he never unmasked. But. Yeah, but still, like, kind of made him like because he had still had good storylines yeah. after. I remember later on he had a storyline with like Lita and stuff. Remember? Oh my god, that was <laughs> terrible. That was a terrible. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about. No, that. but um, when he was first unmasked, I don't know if you remember, Eric Bischoff was like the manager and he was mm-hmm. like feuding with him. Yeah. He, he came out out of like a police car and he was chained up and he came with the police brought him to the ring to Eric Bischoff. That was he still had like the towel on his yeah, head. Yeah. I don't know if you ever seen that entrance. They, it's like a video. It's called like Kane's Best Entrance. That shit was. Oh, like, I need to watch that. That was fire. He had the best entrance music during that time. Remember? Remember the entrance music? No, his original one. Or Not the it? original one. It was like the second one. Oh, I know what you're talking with about. The, it was like the with the with the, the chorus in yeah, the background. Yeah, that's, that's fire. That's the, that. It was during that one. That was like when he first saw Mass. He had the entrance music. Yeah. That music was fire. Well, he was still masked with the entrance music, mm-hmm. and then he amassed. He still had it. That was during that time. That's why I put the 2004. That's probably like his best. But he still had. Oh, he's still had match. world title matches. After he won, remember he won Money in the Bank. Yeah, no, it was good. And he cashed in the same night against like Rey Mysterio. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. No, I, I, no, Kane, that was years later. Kane so had, he had an extremely successful twenty-four uh, years. Brain. Uh, but yeah, as we said, his scariest was when he was just the, the OG original Kane. OG, the, and then yes. like the second when they had the second mask, he was still fire. Yeah, it was still pretty cool. That was the best years of Kane. Yeah, they were great. But he um, still had him obviously successful, even unmasked. Even until he became corporate Kane. I remember? hated corporate Kane so bad. <laughs> shout out the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee now. So shout out to him. <laughs> Mr. Kane now. <laughs> yeah, he's the mayor. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, one of the goats of, the, of wrestling, of course. He's yeah, Hall of Hall Famer. Hall of Famer for sure. Um, yeah, and pro- possibly one of my favorite wrestlers. Oh, yeah. Ever. I've he's always great. liked Kane. I mean, I had figures. Oh, Kane. We had all the action figures of all these guys. Kane was great. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and go ahead and move on to number two. You can go ahead. With all that. right, so number two is, you know, rest in peace on Bray Wyatt slash the Wyatt family we yeah. put in. Because Bray that Wyatt. that made him at first. Well, we get to say Bray Wyatt in general. Bray Wyatt all Bray his Wyatt gimmicks. in general, all his gimmicks, yeah. Yeah. But I put slash Wyatt family because they count too. Yeah, of course. They're part of his gimmick. Yeah. So obviously he was one of the best characters of all time, easily. Yeah. When well, he Bray debuted on the WWE one of the greatest, roster, one of the greatest minds of all time yeah. in terms of wrestling. Even he was like little, like little successful in NXT, but when he debuted on the main roster after weeks of like videos, he was mm-hmm. like portrayed as like this cult leader alongside Eric Rowan and Luke Harper, obviously known as the Wyatt family. R. Later R. on, Braun Strowman. Later on, yeah. They got like the freaking sheet masks and stuff, but that was that group Creepy. right there. They terrorized the main roster, but it was why it's like charisma that stood out. Yeah, it was because this his best because this this dude. I don't know. Even his promos were fire. Him on the with the damn entrance, the lantern. Yeah, with the freaking rocking chair, it was all perfect. Sister Abigail, sister. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole promos were always yeah. fire. Um, of course he won. He won that one of my favorite elimination chamber matches of all 2017. time. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, that was a fire yeah. elimination. His chamber. best feuds were like well, he had a ton of feuds. Remember John Cena feud at WrestleMania. 
He had the AJ Styles feud, Randy Orton feud, Daniel Bryan feud. Yeah, he's had. There's too many. I, I can't even name them. But those are like some of the best feuds yeah, he's yeah. had. The Randy Orton one. Remember Randy Orton joined the Wyatt family. Yeah, I remember that. I forgot him. He was like an honorary member. And then they broke up. And they had that feud. Yeah, that was fire too. Although the match looks like the freaking cockroaches and stuff in the middle was stupid. But yeah, no, no, I didn't me. like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so yeah. yeah, he won the title in 2017, and then um, 2019 changed everything. I thought the Firefire Funhouse appeared, yeah. and the Fiend was born. The theme was terrible. That was even too. more scarier than the original Bray Wyatt. Yeah. It's just the original Bray Wyatt had more charisma. That's why I'm good. But that fiend character was just terrifying. The mask is creepy. It's just really creepy. <laughs> yeah, the entrance, the mask, yeah. the lantern with his old like his head on it. Yeah. That was, it was that was freaking, got that one. That I, cool. Yeah, I'm not spending all damn two hundred dollars <laughs> on that. Yeah, it's freaking cool though. But um yeah, I remember I remember when he first debuted the Fiend, everybody was like, What the hell is that? That creepy ass music and I don't know. It was No. He had that, Alexa Bliss too. Bray Wyatt's uh entry uh, intro music, every single one that he's ever had has been freaking fire. Yeah. And I think about like the same band. This is the remixes. It? It's the same band. You okay. can tell by the by the voice. Mm. It's just remixes. No, no, all no. three of them are remixes. Uh, all I know is way different beats and stuff, but it's like the same type, the same band that was doing it. Because so remember at WrestleMania 30, he had the the, the band performed. Mm-hmm. His entrance, it's that same van. Yeah, it was tell. fire. But um, yeah, of course, then you know, WWE messed up the whole fiend thing. So he ended but up. But it was no, nah, it, it was good for a while though. He won the title. Oh, it it was, was really good. It was. He got Alexa Bliss by his side when he made her. She could have been on the. Remember, he made her scary as hell. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, she was pretty creepy as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he course, wondered um, what he knew that Universal Champion Crown Jewel. Yeah, but then he lost in a terrible match against yeah. Seth Rollins. But Crown Jewel 2019 is when he won. Yeah. Um, it was released by WRE after that. The stupid decisions back, by yeah. Vince. But it's fine because he came back with the um, Uncle Howdy character and him well, himself. His, first of all, his return is one of the best returns ever. Remember, yeah. the crowd went wild. I went nuts. And then he had that like that um, dramatic promo. Yeah, we were there. He showed the real SmackDown. self. Yeah, he showed his real self. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we were there. Yeah, we were there at SmackDown. It was great. He showed um, his real self and that like that yeah. was freaking crazy. It was great. Um, uh, God, RP to a legend. Take yeah, a that's why I had a drip. Oh, his last feud obviously was LA Knight when the, and they had like the debut of Uncle Howdy, like yeah. you just said, and that was his last win of his career. LA Knight Royal Rumble of this year. Yeah. Oh, it was that what was that match called? It was like the a Mountain Dew lights out match. Lights, it was something Blackout like that. But it was it was pretty like cool. It was still a good match. They had like that oh, finish. It was a good match. And the crown when yeah. he threw him off something, but so obviously rest in it. peace. Yeah. It was gone way too soon in his thirties. Still surprising to me. Oh, and God. still one of the best characters of all time, Switch too. Yeah. One of the best wrestlers, also. So him, I think he gets inducted Hall of Fame along with the White Family in a separate thing. Yeah, for sure. Because obviously they made him too. They helped made him. They were all like really good friends in real life too. I remember. Um, yeah. When they had like the celebration, you saw like Eric Rowan was crying. Obviously Luke Harper, RP to him too. Brody, mm-hmm. Brody Lee. Yeah. But Eric Rowan was there. Was Ron Strowman? They were like crying on the stage, but still obviously really sad. But yeah, one of the goals yeah. of wrestling, and that's why he's number two though. Dude, dude, also, and just the scary creepy. character, yeah, the, the the cult leader was freaking like a psycho, creepy, and yeah. the fiend. Yeah, R.I.P. Man, still, still surprising as hell to us, but of course, you know, we just got to keep moving forward. Yeah, um, whenever we're gonna lose his legacy, that's what we got there. I'm dressing up as the models. I might be the fiend next year. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll definitely do another one of these next year. Yeah, uh, of course, number one on the list. If you haven't guessed, it's freaking obvious. Uh, the Undertaker. <laughs> the, Come on now. The GOAT. The GOAT of wrestling. A lot of people, I mean, they say John Cena, but Undertaker no, is so longer. The GOAT. His career is so much longer. Yeah. And it spanned from different eras. 
Yeah, so the Undertaker, Hall of Fame career of over 30 years from 1990 to 2020. In WWE, like, remember, he was also, like, in all the, like, wasn't he there for a yeah. brief stint, but he wasn't really the Undertaker. Brief, really was, like, uh, seven-time world champion is wi- widely considered, as we said, one of the greatest of all times. Um, he debuted alongside uh, Freaky Paul Bear <laughs> in the 1990s Survivor Series as a mysterious partner of Ted DiBiase. Yeah, that, that's, look at his entrance, like the, the debut with Ted DiBiase had that promo. It was like a Survivor Series match, but yeah. it was still pretty cool. Because when he, the crowd was like crazy and like the commentators were going wild. Remember, didn't say the words. He was just like, get knocked down. You know, it was yeah. iconic. And he, he, he eliminated, it was like an elimination type match where they pinned, he eliminated yeah, yeah. like four people. Yeah, he was going off. It's, that was a great debut. Peter. Great debut. Probably. But during that, it was so he last. It's crazy how he lasted that like that little era. Remember that was still during like that gimmicky era. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes was in that match. All those people to the to the Attitude Era, till Ruthless Aggression Era. Yeah. It was good. So still like obviously until like now when he's yeah. retired. So now, like that, the the whole gimmick at first was like him being controlled by Paul Bear and like this magical urn. Yeah. Like, and I he guess was, like held the ashes. He was like an Undertaker type. Thing, yeah. yeah, he was Undertaker, obviously the person who takes people's lives. Basically, yeah. remember he, they had promos of him building um like caskets and caskets stuff. And yeah, stuff. For, that's why I mean, that's what opponents. Undertaker is. That's why. That's why. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Um, but of course, his gimmicks have changed over time yeah. as well. Like he's had like gimmick changes between him um, becoming uh, what was it a biker biker taker? I guess you want to say no, well, yeah, American in, in badass. In two thousand, he returned in human like because he had like a brief where he was like gone for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. 2000, he had to return like in human form, like dead man walking biker gimmick was just successful, and it showed his charisma. Yeah. He can switch characters, and he still get. Undertaker is just a goat. He's yeah. a legend. You gotta love Undertaker. Yeah. And I don't know if you know that his eye roll. Remember the eye roll? Yeah, that was an off script thing where he it was during a match during his early years. Mm-hmm. He was choking somebody in the terminal, but he looked right into the camera and did the eye roll. Yeah, and apparently everybody backstage was so freaked out, and Vince <laughs> loved this so much that obviously they made it like a signature. Yeah. So that, this dude was like this off script. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, your boy used to control like lightning and the lights and the thing. Yeah, remember that really he had cool. like those crazy that crazy feel where in New York where he returned in the casket. Yeah, and it blew up with the lightning and he came out. Yeah. That was freaking ridiculous. Well, like his iconic entrance as well. Make it took him forty five minutes to get to the ring, but all his WrestleMania entrance was so fire. It was still fire. It was like worth watching. Yes. Um. But yeah, I remember I remember watching him live so many times too. With his entrance, it was so freaking fire when we were kids. Um, but yeah, he actually made his return back to the infamous, um, well, famous like Undertaker, Undertaker gimmick, gimmick um, 2004. back in 2004. Uh, where, Took it to another level. Yeah, he did. Uh, he, that's when it changed it. That's yeah, when he, he started did. doing all the lightning and stuff like that. Yeah. And he had, like, obviously, that's like, he also liked the title, like, won like the world titles around that time as well. Yeah. Um, but of course, the Undertaker carried basically WrestleMania on his back for a while with when he had for that. For a while, for freaking so many years. 21. Straight well, victories. It was, I think he probably didn't he miss like I mean in the early years. I think he like missed one or two. Of them yeah, but row. still 20, injuries or something. Twenty one straight victories. He was twenty one and zero, and then they made the worst decision ever by making him lose to Brock Lesnar. Um, I don't know if it was the worst. You had to have somebody lose, and during that time, Brock Lesnar was destroying everybody. They had they built up Brock Lesnar for the. I don't. And know. he lasted like seven years straight of winning titles and stuff. Like still, I'm on. Obviously, during the time, I was probably mad, but when you look back, it's like Brock Lesnar. I still love Brock Lesnar. He's one of the yeah. best. No, I still love and Brock And he has Lesnar somebody too. to beat him. Brock, during that time, he was destroying people. Yeah. Rush off at UFC. Of course. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then he had, like, two of, like, the greatest. Well, he has more than two. He's had some of the more greatest than two, WrestleMania but matches I'm, of all time. Just the ones against Shawn Michaels itself. Oh, my God. Those are two of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Yeah. Back-to-back, 25 and 26. Fire. Yeah, I remember 20, WrestleMania 25s uh, is possibly my favorite 
WWE yeah. match of all we time. We were young. I remember we watched that right in our living room yeah. when we lived in Boston. We were just like shook. We were like, oh, we've watched that whole paper. We watched all of them. Yeah, we watched, we watched every single but WrestleMania. I just remember I had the memory as a kid and seeing that, those two matches back to back in yeah. the years. That that match, WrestleMania 25, was what made me like fall in love with wrestling like 100%. Yeah, even like, like, um, only like my dad and uncle, like they they know wrestling, but they're not like big fans. They watched the with us. And, and they were like Those matches feet. were freaking crazy. Yeah, they were on their feet. Um, and of course, unfortunately, no, WrestleMania 26 led to Shawn Michaels retiring. Yeah, he ended Shawn Michaels, which is, it's a legendary thing to do. You mean the last match or something, yeah. just like how Shawn Michaels ended Ric Flair. But then he had the fire matches against Triple H at WrestleMania 27, 28. Those two were back-to-back also. In, yeah, exactly. Those were fire. But he had so many matches. The fire matches with Randy Orton. And the, when mm. That was like during the time he came back as the Undertaker game, yeah. like the early 2000s. When, uh, Randy, Randy Orton was, was a legend, legend killer. killer. That, was my, that was one of my favorite yeah. Randy Orton's. Hey, heel, heel bald Randy Orton could have been on this list. He was terrifying. Oh, what yeah, was taking yeah. <laughs> names of? Oh my God, he was, was he considered the Viper. Well, he was considered the Legend Killer, but still, he was still the Legend Killer by the time. Yeah, he was like punning he, punning. he punted John Cena's dad. He yeah. punted Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> he, he had Triple H tied up when thing when he yeah. did it, and then he like kissed Arcade her or something. Order. Yeah, yeah. Yo, he, he was a there was a menace. He was a menace. That's what it, it wasn't like a scary. He was just a menace. Yeah, but it was scary. Like, oh my god, this dude is gonna do whatever the heck he needs to in order to get a, his title shot or get yeah. under your nerves. But anyways, um, the Undertaker, thirty freaking years of greatness. Obviously, a Hall of Famer now. One of the goats, if not the goat. This guy is just freaking probably the amazing. goat. If, if you carry, if you have a, if you carry WrestleMania for over twenty years, you got to think you got to be considered yeah, the damn true. goat. I don't know. He wasn't even the main. A lot of times, like he would. He was like, um, and he was, and he was also the locker elite. Remember, everybody said yeah, it from way room, back then. Even leader. when he first started, he be, like quickly became the locker room lead. Everybody looked up to him. Yeah. Everybody respected him. Nobody wanted to fight him or That's get true. involved. He's a big six ten dude, but <laughs> do it's his biker gimmick. But yeah. no, he was um. Everybody respected him in the locker room all these years, and they were all there's all the stories you see all these little documentaries. He's always been the locker room leader. Whenever something happened, he'll make like a decision or like something. Yeah, he he'll comment down. Right. He would make it right. He was definitely not. And Vince respects him so much. Like him and Vince are this close. Yeah, they were really, really. Close. They were actually at the at that Fury fight yesterday together. Oh, were they? They were together. <laughs> Vince is like, you know, he looks like look good. He's like on a cane and stuff. He well, he's, he's getting older. He had a surgery actually, but yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah, Undertaker, one of the Hall of Famers. Everybody respects him. Everybody loves him. Yeah, those no, that that was our list. That was number one. Um, yeah, we would love to hear. Your I don't think number one scariest. wasn't that was no argument for number one. No, 100%. No, and number two, I'm glad we I think Bray Wyatt fits very well. In yeah, number two, and then Kane, number three. Yeah, for sure. I think the top three is solidified. Yeah, that's definitely solidified. The rest of the list, you can move wherever you want. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, that was basically our top 10 list yeah. of the scariest wrestlers. In let us WWE. know if we missed anybody too. No, for in sure. The in the comments, please let us know. Like, make or, your list. I want to also I give us read some, your list. We'll definitely like, give us some ideas back. too in the comments. Like, we, we we like to hear like feedback and ideas in the comments. Oh, right for there. sure. Yeah, no, for sure. But um, yeah, please like you can put your list in the comments. I'll definitely like reply to them because I love I love yeah. I, I read comments. Yeah. Yeah, definitely read them. Uh, appreciate everything. Of course, uh, this was just a little bonus this episode. Was for second you guys. episode, two yeah. two episodes this week. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. We'll be back next week with uh, of course a review of uh, I guess Crown Jewel too. Crown, yeah, we'll yeah. have the Crown Jewel review. Um, but yeah, well, uh, see you then. Uh, have Bye. a good one. Peace.